Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Yeah, it is time to talk some Greyhound Racing. It's uh, more of a, a bit of a news segment today uh, with Mick Cowley from Greyhound Racing New South Wales. Morning, mate. Good morning, Dave. Mate, first of all, congratulations on the uh, on the news that you had over the weekend, mate. Well done. Uh, thank you very much, mate. Yeah, no, uh, looking forward to planning now and needing to back plenty of winners by already the uh, early early discussions. Lots mate, of winners, uh, in fact. The planning is the fun part, mate. Um, don't expect to have too much hair left by the end of it, though, OK? No, nah, well, I don't have any hair to start with, Mick, so I don't know what I'm going to look like, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> today, uh, a short segment for uh, Greyhounds and Racing New South Wales. And it's, it's, Thursdays will become a, a bit of a new segment for us, with Tuesdays being our big half-an-hour show with Mark Olmus. Um, it's a way that we can get some messaging out to the industry uh, from you guys, and Look, you had some amazing racing on Saturday night at Wentworth Park. Those three Group 1s. Good to see, too, a little crowd there as well. And no doubt with the easing of restrictions now with the border in Queensland and all sorts of things with masks coming off, we're going to see some sort of normality coming back. But those feature winners, uh, where can we expect to see them soon? Mate, you're, look, you're absolutely right, particularly as far as crowds and, and restrictions and so forth. And obviously, yeah, everyone still keeps, all tracks keep uh, those restrictions in place, the, the social distancing, et cetera, et cetera, sanitizer. Uh, but yeah, there was, uh, there was a, a bit of a crowd at Wentworth Park on Saturday night. We hope as particularly we build up towards the golden Easter egg in early April, I think it's the first weekend in April, we'll uh, be able to get a few more people back to the track. There was, uh, there were some impressive performances on Saturday night, none better than wow, winning the pause of fun. It was interesting yesterday to uh, to hear that Karina Britton, when she was interviewed by Mark Olmos on Going Greyhounds yesterday, she spoke about the Bulleye Cup, uh, which is coming up. Those heats actually will be on the 13th of Feb and the finals on the 20th of February. And she's, uh, she's considering perhaps going there rather than heading down to Victoria for, for the Tem Lee, which she'd no doubt be invited to or WOW would be invited to. That Bulleye Cup, it's always a, a fantastic meeting early February and uh, you know, the last two years has been one by Pindari Express, who's obviously now been retired. But Wow certainly does love Bulleye. Uh, broke a track record there early on his career, and uh, it'd be great to see him. It'd be a great draw card for the event if Wow does happen to go there. And fingers crossed that he does for uh, all New South Wales followers. The two, the Oaks and the, uh, sorry, the Futurity and the Derby winner from Saturday night, uh, Zipping Sapporo and Zipping Moose, Spoke to Luke Adams on uh, Saturday after he did win both of those races and he said the plans next will be for the Richmond Derby and the Richmond Oaks for both of those two greyhounds. Those those heats of, of both events are on February 26th and then the finals are a week later on March 5th. They, they always attract very good fields and there's been some very handy winners, particularly some have come up from Victoria. Uh, I know Anthony has a party quite often sends a few up to contest those events. So they will obviously be strong and uh, as you said, with the borders opening everywhere, that certainly allows interstate dogs to and their trainers to come and contest those races. So we're starting to get a little bit of normality around interstate visitors and interstate runners, and uh, hopefully that'll be the case with our, our feature races coming up, and uh, I'm sure the locals will stand up and, and defend local pride in those races as well, Dave. Yeah, that's one thing uh, about um, greyhounds, which I learned when I was doing my time on the catching pen, was that, uh, and maybe a little bit different to to other codes where we see, you know, a dog win a massive group one um, at Wendy Park and then we can see that same animal down the road at a bull-eye adapto. So it is, it is a way, if you're into your sport, you can see your stars quite locally. 
Mate, you're absolutely right, and that's that is the good thing about it. It's, yeah, it's always been considered the the working man sport, and uh, yeah, a lot of our participants yeah do have that sort of background. Certainly not elite, that's for sure. And we don't also find which is which has been a good thing. Unfortunately, it's it's the way of the world with the way finance is, but. A lot of thoroughbreds, in particular, yeah, they'll they'll win Group Ones and feature races as three-year-olds, and then they'll be off to stud because they're they're just that valuable. Obviously, stud careers in greyhound racing are important and and can be lucrative as well. But a, a lot of the trainers realise that you know, careers are short. Uh, you've got to make the most of it when you can, and, and you race around all these features and country cups. Yeah, we, we quite often see good odds Harada the week after it won the million dollar chase last year. Uh, sorry, in 2019, uh, was at Goulburn for the Goulburn Cup heats. Yeah, right. um, you know, it's just fantastic. It gives all the people and all participants and all local communities the opportunity to see these good dogs race. And quite often they they do get up and around. You know, Lismore and Casino for their Cups. I know the Grafton Carnival when it's on middle of the year, they quite often attract some very good dogs, uh, and it's the same as you said with yeah the Bulleye Cup coming up next week. We've got the Bathurst Cup as well, so I'm sure that uh, there'll be some handy greyhounds that will head up that way as well. It's it's good to get it these dogs out and about, and of course the, the Million Dollar Chase that campaign as well has been very handy for that reason. We had a dog like Simon Told Helen going around at Tamora. We had Flying Ricardo going around at Bathurst. Uh, it's it's just great to see these good dogs out and about. And as you said, yeah, Richmond's just down the road. It's uh, it's not a lot of travel, and a lot of our trainers are based out there. So that Derby and Oaks, there will be quality events again this year. Now, uh, in regards to some news on infrastructure, firstly, um, you mentioned Richmond when you were just discussing Luke Adams. Uh, straight track at Richmond. Um, is there any movement there? There is indeed. There's plenty of movement, plenty of work going on at the moment. Uh, I actually saw some photos that were sent to me from our GM of tracks uh, earlier this week, and it, it's looking quite good. At the, the progress is getting along very well. I actually asked him what's the ETA in terms of getting it up and running, and I was a little bit surprised, but he said they, they should be ready for racing in March, uh, which is wow. what, five, six weeks away. So that'll uh, that'll be fantastic, and it'll be uh, great to have some straight track racing back in New South Wales. It's been a while. We used to have Appen uh, that did have a straight track there. It was a fantastic meeting every Saturday afternoon. I, in my youth, used to go there once or twice, and uh, and Wyong, of course, used to have straight track racing as well. So this will be good, uh, and I know the, a lot of participants are looking forward to it as well. So early uh, early to mid March, that'll be fantastic to get that straight track up and going out at Richmond, Dave. Yeah, that is good news, and and also Grafton too. You mentioned some of those regional areas. Uh, I remember when we last sort of spoke, or late last year, this was sort of starting to really gain momentum, um, the, the rebuild of Grafton. Yeah, it's a, it's a massive job. In fact, our CEO, Tony Mestrov, actually said it's, it's the most significant rebuild that uh, there has been made by Greyhound Racing New South Wales. It's uh, it's almost a $5 million job, the rebuild there, and it's yeah, a complete rebuild of the track, the stands, the kenneling. Uh, it'll basically be a complete new complex. And, and it, it's again, uh, work is, is well and truly underway there. Uh, keep getting updates from from the club, from the president, John Corrigan, up there, and it's, it's looking really good. Um, it's expected, again, I, I tried to find out exactly when it's expected to be completed and obviously where the 
pending, as is always the case with builds. They're looking at the end of April, early May for for the Grafton Club and the Grafton track to be up and running, which would be fantastic. And obviously, in plenty of time for that winter carnival they do hold in uh, June, July as well. That's uh, yeah. that'll certainly be one place to get this year. But uh, maybe you can make a, a week of it up there with uh, Ramoni and Cups and, and also the Greyhound Carnival. Yeah. It's exactly what I was thinking, and that's one to be really good timing if they can combine that with the uh, the other carnivals that happen. Because I think the Harness actually have a bit of a, a carnival there as well, so um, around that time, so yeah, that that will be outstanding, mate. Um, back to the winners of the Group Ones, and I know that uh, we had um, uh, a lot of chat about Wow on Tuesday with Mark Olmus. Um, what about Flying Ricardo, though? It always happens when these names pop along, we forget the, the other big names and they sort of fly to the radar a bit. It's a bit funny, isn't it? Yeah, it was only uh, a couple of months ago, back in December. Um, Flying Ricardo was the talk of the town, winning first group one, that mega start down at Dapto when it beat the likes of Simon told Helen. Uh, it was the dog uh, and you know, potentially still is the dog. Unfortunately, though, it did suffer uh, a hairline fracture of its hock when it went down to Victoria to trial uh, at the Meadows for the Silver Chief. Uh, as a result of that, um, thankfully, it, it wasn't too serious. Uh, spoke with Christy Sultana, who is the trainer of Flying Ricardo yesterday, just for an update. She said they had scans done this week. All good. The dog's progressing well. The injury's healing well. Um, they're actually going to sl- start to, to slowly working with a few free gallops in uh, in the coming week. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be ready for the, the Victorian Carnival down there with the Temley and the Australian Cup and so forth. But I, I think longer-term goal is to be ready for the Golden Easter Egg in April, March, April with the heats. Um, and hopefully that's all on target. They're, they're certainly not rushing. They're taking their time, making sure that Flying Ricardo's all good uh, and all ready to go. And won't that be a tantalising clash with, with Wow and Flying Ricardo when they do get to the track together? Uh, yeah. Be able to sell plenty of tickets for that one, Dave, I would imagine. And just, just while we are touching on Flying Ricardo, um, oh, as I said, I was talk, speaking with Christy Sultana yesterday. and. They're actually doing a bit of fundraising at the moment. They've, they've produced these uh, T-shirts, uh, Flying Ricardo Team T-shirts, and what they're doing with these T-shirts, in, in every T-shirt that they sell, $20 from each sale goes to the Kids Cancer Project, uh, which is a fantastic cause and a that great a initiative for, for Christy and the team to do with Flying Ricardo. Anyone who is interested in one of those, just uh, just head to Facebook like the Flying Ricardo page, and you'll get all the details about how to get a, a hold of these tickets. And it'll be great when Flying Ricardo does get back to the track to see all these Flying Ricardo T-shirts on track, supporting not only the dog, but the Kids Cancer Project as well. Yeah, I think I read once that he was bought for, what, at the Golden Muzzle for $7,500. That's um, correct. Flying Ricardo. So it just shows you, if you're out there and you're wanting to get involved with... Um, these sort of particular sports and you can't afford to get into the thoroughbred game, um, check out some of these puppy auctions or, or some of these offers available to you because you can have a lot of fun, a lot of fun racing dogs. Uh, speaking of having fun, geez, I would have loved to have had a little uh, share in Simon Told Helen. Boy, oh boy. 
Now, if you'd have had a share in Simon Told Helen, you would have also had a share of $918,941, because that's, uh, that's what Simon Told Helen ended up winning in his career, which came to an end. Uh, he, he raced at Wentworth Park on Saturday night in the Collison. Had no luck at all, unfortunately. would have been great to see him go out a winner. We didn't know at the time that that was going to be his last race start, but then uh, Connections announced uh, yesterday... Simon told Helen will be going to start. He's, he's run his last race, finished a, a stellar career with 48 starts, 26 wins and 15 placings, won four Group 1s, the, the Perth Cup, the Silver Chief, the Maturity, the Harrison Dawson, was runner-up in, in the Melbourne Cup, the Top Gun, and obviously that megastar adapter behind Flying Ricardo, uh, won the Queensland Derby, the Geelong Cup, two Group 2 races, uh, and of course was crowned Australian Greyhound of the Year last year and deservedly so. Um, I guess apart from the heat of the megastar where he came within half a length of the track record, Sydney Siders didn't get to see the absolute best of Simon Told Helen, unfortunately. He just couldn't get it all together at Wentworth Park, which which is a bit of a shame, but anyone who's a fan of the industry knows exactly how good this dog was. And uh, he will be sorely missed and sadly missed around the tracks, but I, I can imagine he'll be well patronised at stud and uh, his progeny will probably worth a fair bit. Uh, although, as you said, you don't need to spend a fortune to uh, to get a good dog in greyhound racing as Flying Ricardo and Christy Sultana have shown from that gold muzzle auction, mate. Yeah, you certainly don't, mate. Uh, good to chat to you this morning. Looking forward to these Thursdays. Uh, we'll have all the news and information filtering through from Greyhound Race New South Wales. And uh, we've got Timmy Newbold tomorrow providing some winners for us. So tomorrow we'll have Fred Hastings and Tim Newbold in our half-an-hour tipping show from about 10.30 to 11. And that will showcase the two main meetings in New South Wales for Harness and Grace. Look forward to it, Dave. No, it's a, it's, I like this new format. It's quite good. It gives uh, punters an early look at those that Saturday night card at Wentworth Park as well. And uh, I know Battler's keen to find plenty of winners for those listeners. Yeah, we've got to fire him up the bat. Uh, thanks for coming on, Mick. Appreciate it, Dave. Talk to you soon. Mick Cowley from Greyhound Racing New South Wales. That has been going great this morning. Uh, really good information there in regards to Richmond and that straight track. Gee, that development's uh, going quick and looks to be on time. And also Grafton, that build, um, that'd be enormous if they could get that up and going uh, just in time for that Ramorny Carnival. There'll be a lot of people that'll be... Well, it'll be like uh, we see the scenes with Warrnambool where we have, uh, you know, the, the big bull and... They all end up at the Greyhound track trying to recoup something they've lost from the day. It could be a real campaign those couple of days in Grafton coming up.